Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That sounds exactly what I would expect the salam to sound at 11 o'clock. Assalamu alaikum. MashaAllah. That sounds like a crowd that just heard Imam Zayd Shakir. Allahu Akbar. أعوذ بالله السميع من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعدوان إلا على الظالمين والعاقبة للمتقين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على عبدك ورسولك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا I want to say جزاكم الله خيرا to Dr. Farah to Sheikh Yasser to Imam Zaid those beautiful words and everyone that has brought us together today and reignited in us a spirit Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen that connects us to our Creator and connects us to all that our Creator has made sacred. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless all of the volunteers, our sign language interpreters over there, mashaAllah. And I ask Allah to make all of the du'as that have been said here a means by which the people of Palestine find relief. Allahumma ameen. I want you to think about how many times a du'a for Palestine was made with all of you here saying Ameen. If only 10% of the people were sincere when they said Ameen, then bi'ithnillahi ta'ala it will be a source of relief and a source of victory for them. Dear brothers and sisters, oftentimes as we've been speaking in these last few months about what's been happening, we have reminded ourselves and reminded those around us that they are not our teachers. And when we say they are not our teachers, we are of course speaking about the forces of evil that Imam Zaid just named and shamed, the forces of evil that have shown exactly what their lack of a moral compass makes them capable of doing. But we also have to come back to the people of Gaza are our teachers. The people of Palestine are our teachers. Now earlier today, when we spoke about the evolution of Islamophobia and the extension that Zionism provides to Islamophobia, we spoke about this idea of the people of Palestine leading with their resilience. And we've spoken about how they are a people who cannot be bullied into submission. But I want to actually take a step back and realize that just as our heroes are Al-Am Khalid, the soul of our soul, who brought so much to our souls around the world, I want to actually speak about another group of heroes that are also in Palestine, that are cut from the same cloth, that share the same hearts, that not only cannot be bullied into submission, but they can't be bought into silence. And how they too are our teachers. I want to speak about a man who owns a cafe in Al-Quds, in Jerusalem. Khan Abu Khadija. Al-Am Abu Khadija. Who owns a bakery in Jerusalem. Where they have sent buyers to him to purchase his bakery in Jerusalem so that they could dig under it. First they offered him $10 million dollars. Then they made it 30 million, and eventually they offered a man in Jerusalem, a Palestinian man in Jerusalem, 40 million dollars to give up that small piece of land. 
so that they could carry out their nefarious aims. The people of Palestine cannot be bullied into submission, nor can they be bought into silence. And that man is just as much a hero, and the people like him are just as much of heroes as all of them because they teach us what it means to be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and connected to our principles in a state of ease and in a state of hardship. And that he who truly has Allah needs no one else. You know, I often honor my mother, may Allah have mercy on her, May Hashim, who spoke the words, أَنَا مِنْ أَرْضِ فَلَسْتِينَ نَبَأْتُ وَفِي كُلِّ الْأَرْضِ زُرِعْتُ وَلِكَلِمَةِ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرْ سَجَدْتُ That we, as a people of Palestine, are rooted in Palestine. But we have grown all over the land. But we only prostrate to Allahu Akbar. I want to honor tonight as well my father, Dr. Ahmed Suleiman Al-Uda, who will tell you very proudly, I am older than Israel. My father... In fact... Can I ask everyone who was born in Palestine to stand up for me? MashaAllah. My father was born five years before Israel. We still have land there. And subhanAllah, Over the last few years, we've noticed a suspicious attempt to purchase that land. I have land in Palestine that I've never actually been able to access. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow all of us to access our Palestine and our Quds without restriction. Allahumma ameen. And interestingly enough, every few months he gets a phone call from his family who still lives there in Tulkarum. And they say that some buyers have come. And they're interestingly from a specific Muslim country that I'm not going to name, but some of you fly their airlines way too much, and some of you go there for vacations way too much. But they show up, and they come to Palestinians on behalf of the Israelis to purchase land. And they keep upping the price, and I want you to think about the mindset of a person that lives in Palestine. When people come to you, and say, I will give you seven, eight million dollars for a dunum. I don't even know what to translate that as a metric. An acre of land. A little bit of land, and I will make your life. And they tell them in no unambiguous terms to go to hell. Because they know exactly who they are, and who they work for, and who they're trying to purchase on behalf of. Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to think about the words that were then spoken by our Prophet ﷺ and given to us that represent this reality as a whole. Allah gave to us language that speaks to a prophetic reality. Things that represented the reality of the heart of the beloved Messenger ﷺ. Things that we could resort to when we face the cruelty that we are facing today. And the motto of the people of Gaza and the motto of this ummah is Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Allah is sufficient for us and He is the best 
of protectors. Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to think about the Prophet ﷺ in Mecca, where they came to the Prophet ﷺ, as Ibn Abbas says, and they said to the Prophet ﷺ, Look, we'll make a deal. You worship our gods for one year. And we will worship your God for one year. They wish you would compromise on your principles because they will happily compromise because they are a morally bankrupt people. And it is then that Allah Azawajal revealed, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ Until the end of the surah. That there is no compromise on something as core as tawheed, on who we are, on what nurtures us. Dear brothers and sisters, that is حَسْبُنَ Allah wa نِعْمَ الْوَكِيلِ When they go to the Prophet ﷺ in desperation, and they say to the Prophet ﷺ, here's a sweet deal for you. Here's a sweet deal for you. Everything you want in Mecca. And all this vulnerability will go away. And the Prophet ﷺ feared Allah And Allah made a way out for him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided for him from places he never expected. And Allah gave him something far more valuable than what Quraysh offered him. Allah gave them, gave the Prophet ﷺ and gave us by extension an ummah like Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali. An ummah of Khadijas and Aishas. An ummah of Talhas and Zubairs. An ummah of people that are built differently. An ummah of Bilaz and Khabbabs. An ummah of Ibn Aus, an ummah of people that are connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not lose their clarity, not due to bribes or due to beatings, that do not lose their moral compass. When people offer them more comfort or when people take everything away from them. I want you to go back to the people of Gaza, our teachers the people of Palestine, our teachers for a moment, and how the Prophet ﷺ described them. The very first way he described them, ﷺ. I want to hear you say Muhammad. The very first way he described them. They are manifest upon truth. They are upon the truth. And because they are upon the truth, they drive their enemies crazy. Because they are upon the truth. They are not moved or shaken by those who betray them, nor those who wage war on them. Because they have the truth. And I want us to stick with this for a moment. What does Hasbunallah wa ni'ma al-wakil mean? Alladheena qala lahum al-nas, inna al-nas qad jama'u lakum fakhshawhum. Those who when it is said to them, the people have gathered against you, fear them, and it increases them in iman. Zadahum imanan. Wa qalu hasbunallah wa ni'ma al-wakil. It increases them in faith. And they say, Allah is sufficient for us and He's the best of our protectors. Those words that are said, when they say to them 
that the odds are stacked against you, fear them, represents the same reality that they manifest when it is said to them that you can have everything that you want, just follow them. Because it's a reality of a people that are connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that are connected to the truth, and nothing can take that away from them. And when that reality is realized, They return back with what? With the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with His bounty, unharmed, completely unharmed. And they pursue the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are a people who sought the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah rewards them not just by removing the harm, but rewards them with manifest victory and rewards them with His pleasure because they cannot be bribed nor can they be beaten. They cannot be bought nor can they be bullied. They are our teachers. Now let's turn it back towards us. What have we learned after Palestine? What have we learned from the people of Gaza? What have we learned as Muslims living in Canada and the United States about what it means to say Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil and manifest that reality in such a way that you cannot be bribed and you cannot be bought? What do we learn about being a people of basira, a people of clarity, no matter what happens? What we learn, dear brothers and sisters, is that so long as we remain upon the truth that they are upon, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us victory in ways that we may not have planned, from places that we may not have expect, against all of our strategies or in spite of them, so long as our clarity is not ruptured. And when we look at ourselves right now and we debate what our strategies are going to be, what does it mean for us to be Muslims here in Canada? What does it mean for us to be Muslims here in the United States? The very first thing that we have to assess in ourselves is whether or not we are staying committed to the truth without compromise. Can you still speak the truth? I don't care if we have differences in political strategy. But if your political strategy silences you or doesn't allow you to speak the truth about your religion or the truth about Palestine, if your political strategy causes you to both sides this issue or turn the Palestinians into the authors of their own destruction, if your political strategy causes you to use words like conflict and to be hesitant to say genocide or end the occupation, if your political strategy causes you to hold your tongue back from calling Zionism what it is and calling the evil apartheid state of Israel what it is. Your political strategy is a bankrupt one and it has nothing to do with this deen. And as we're looking at Al-Fadiha, the masks falling, Ahl Gaza, they are not deterred by those who have betrayed them. And subhanAllah, indeed they have been betrayed. We would have never thought that we would be seeing such manifest betrayal of a people so manifestly on the truth. As we look at the people of Gaza, where you have little boys 
named Ibrahim that are burning in that white phosphorus that Imam Zaid is talking about. Yet Muslim countries signing on to these shameful Abraham Accords. If you look at the people of Gaza who hold on to their retained truth in the face of the most vicious enemy in the world, yet those who supposedly have the artillery of power cannot speak what an eight-year-old boy in Gaza can speak. Then know that honor is in being associated with the eight-year-old boy. Honor is being associated with each and every single one of those people. And the Prophet ﷺ tasked you with the people of Gaza. The Prophet ﷺ tasked you with the people of Palestine. We now have to move on from this idea that we are separated from our ummah. We were getting too comfortable. We were starting to act like Canadian Muslims with a little bit too much emphasis on the Canadian part and a little less emphasis on the ummah. Like American Muslims with a little too much emphasis on the American part and a little too little emphasis on the Muslim part. That doesn't mean that we forget our neighbors here. No, we commit ourselves to them because we know that as we fight for the indigenous people of Palestine, that we are standing on land that is still soaked with the blood of the indigenous people that are here. We don't forget the people that are tortured and oppressed by the same brutality that the IDF uses. In fact, they are their teachers in many of these situations. We don't forget everything that's around us. But dear brothers and sisters, this connects us once again to our ummah in a way that we have not been connected for a very long time. I'm not just encouraged by the people that are embracing Islam. I'm encouraged by the people around the Muslim world all over the Muslim world, even those with the most shameful of governments, all over the Muslim world, whose hearts are burning now for this ummah, whose hearts are burning for Palestine. So we say thank you to the people of Gaza for reminding us of Allah, for reminding us of Islam, for reminding us of the ummah, for reminding us of our purpose, and for reminding us what it means to live with your principles even in the face of the most brutal enemy in the world. And in these moments, I want to remind you, O Muslim, and remind myself that what you have in your toolbox, what you have in your heart is different. You know, alhamdulillah, we are witnessing a time where people of conscience are taking to the streets. Some people are on the streets right now on the basis of their fitrah alone on the basis of their sense of justice. Brave allies from the Jewish community, from the Christian community, from all over that are taking to the streets and that are standing side by side with us on the basis of their fitrah, on the basis of the natural disposition and what they recognize of such a manifest and apparent evil. But I say to you and I say to myself, وَتَرْجُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَرْجُونَ you have something different and you want something different. What's going to keep you committed to their cause when people move on to what's popular? What's going to keep you committed to them when others have found someone else to occupy their attention? It's what's going to keep them on their land no matter what faces them of cruelty, 
It's faith. Dear brothers and sisters, now is not a time for us to disconnect ourselves from our private worship. Now is a time for us to bring our private worship to its most pristine place. Now is a time for us to all recalibrate, to all come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the depths of the night for our brothers and sisters, just as we take to the streets. Now is a time for us all to wake up to the reality that the people of Gaza have already woken up to. And I want you to think about what it means to wake up every single day and to renew your intention for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I'll end with this. And like Imam Zayd, I'm going to end on time inshaAllah ta'ala. I want you to remember this very carefully. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the factor of time, He directly connects it to how sincere you were in the first place. Two verses that Allah Azza wa Jal gives to us. مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رِجَالٌ صَدَقُوا مَعَاهَدُ اللَّهَ عَلَيْهِ فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَضَى نَحْبَ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَنْتَظِرْ وَمَا بَدَّلُوا تَبَدِيلًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that from the believers are those who were truthful to the covenant that they took with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of them had an opportunity. How many of you say, if only I could, I would. I wish I could do more. If only I could, I would. مِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَضَى نَحْبَ Allah Azza wa Jal sometimes tests people with those words right away. وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَنْتَظِرْ And sometimes time passes. وَمَا بَدَّلُوا تَبْدِيلًا But you don't lose your commitments because every single day you wake up and you renew your intention. Compare that to where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَمْ يَأْنِي لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ وَلَا يَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِ فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدِ فَقَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَكَثِيرٌ مِنْهُمْ فَاسِقُونَ isn't it time for those who believe to soften their hearts to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the truth that He has revealed? And do not be like those people who time passed from the people of the book. And their hearts became hard. And many of them are rebellious transgressors. Do not let time pass and your heart become hard. As we start to see what they're calling the Gaza fatigue, the Palestine fatigue, do not put it away if they merely stop firing on our brothers and sisters. Do not relinquish your commitments because everybody else has lost steam or because there aren't enough dead babies on your screen. Renew your heart on a daily basis. Renew your commitment on a daily basis. And tell yourself that I'm in this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, I will not leave my position until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded me to leave my position just as the people of Palestine have not left their position until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands them to do so and He will not until the day of judgment. They will remain on that land and we will remain with them committed to their cause bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. And I also remind you... Let's be united as an ummah. Let's remember how our individual priorities changed with Gaza and our community priorities changed as well. 
Allah says, remember that first point of time. When the heat of Gaza is hottest, when it becomes hardest upon us all, all of those other differences should melt away at that point. Our communities have to come together. Our ulama have to come together. Our masajid have to come together. Our institutions have to come together because we have something greater than all of us. While we're talking about these two-faced politicians that come to you and try to take advantage of what's most important to you at the moment, whether it's a conservative or a liberal that comes to you and tries to speak to your heart at the moment, let me tell you, dear brothers and sisters, and I'll end with this. The enemy of my enemy is not always my friend, but my ummah is always my ummah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.